0: Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Thursday, September 24th, 2020. I am Andrew Hansen alongside Sugar Shane Caldwell getting ready for the Week 3 main slate. And we are pumped up here. We're off to a really hot start at DFS Coach Talk. 81% winning percentage across FanDuel and DraftKings with the lineups we're providing to our members. Uh, Full lineups on FanDuel. And then the coach's clipboard on DraftKings with core plays and pivots. So, Shane, after your trip into the film room this week, are you ready for this week three main slate? Yeah, I, th-
1: I think there's a lot of interesting things going on that you got all the major injury news with big guys like Saquon Barkley and McCaffrey, uh, you know, just a ton of top guys that are out. So that pops up some value. So then you got to really dig in and research which guys are actually going to be good value plays and which ones are going to be bad chalk. Uh, You have some really huge marquee matchups with huge over-under, you know, huge over-unders, huge Vegas totals. Um, So that's going to make things really chalky and interesting and concentrated in those late afternoon games. Uh, So you have a lot of things going on. And we have a little bit of data for two weeks, but some people may make the mistake of overreacting to that data. Um, for example, saying a team is, you know, the worst against tight ends, well, what if they just went up against, uh, you know, two of the best tight ends in in the league, you know, if that, if that team just went up against uh, Mark Andrews and, and Kelsey, the first two weeks, are they really the worst team against tight ends in the league? You know, so you can look at that ranking and, and and look at that as okay, that's good data, but the sample size isn't very big. So we look at those statistics, but week three is always interesting to me because people take those rate rate rankings as if they're a large sample size when they're really not. So those are some of the interesting things I'm looking at as I analyze the data and then watching the games as well. And. Trying to find the the best scenarios for us to cr- create an advantage here, so that's why we're we're digging in deep to week three, and we're excited. It's a great slate.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. I'm glad you mentioned it. It's really important to look at the actual matchups from these first two weeks, and and keep in mind who was in, who was out, uh, what was the what were the key scenarios that led to these totals, and some of it is going to be talent and guys that we want to stay on. Some of it is going to be a little bit different, uh, and so you may there are going to be some numbers to key in on and some numbers to avoid. So we're going to help you work through that here as you build your your lineups for the main slate. And the other theme you you touched on it uh, the the theme of this week right now is the questionable tag. We got a lot of guys that are questionable, so we'll mention some of the key ones as we go. Uh, but really important thing here is to. Join us for our Saturday night show. That's when we will go through position by position and give you our final plays at that point for who we're looking at on on Sunday. But on this show, on our Thursday show, what we do is we go game by game and we we focus in on which matchups we want to attack at this point, which ones we want to avoid so we can start to build that lineup. And then if we get some late news Saturday into Sunday, we can make some adjustments, adjustments. But we're. We're trying to get you ready uh, with, a, with an initial view of each game so that you feel prepared for the main slate and you're not rushing on Sunday morning to, to build out your lineups. So we want to thank you for joining us and, and for all your support. Um, this, of course, is a podcast in front of the paywall on YouTube, so we'd love it if you could hit the like button, hit the subscribe, and that way you'll get the notification when our next NFL podcast posts. Oh, by the way, if you didn't know, we do seven NBA podcasts a week as well and one in PGA. So appreciate all your support. And we also want to thank our presenting sponsor, betus.com.pa. They are the place to go for your sports wagering and casino needs. We uh, recommend that you use the promo code COACHTALK because when you make your first deposit there, you get 125% match on that first deposit. So thank you for all the support from BetUS. All right, Shane, let's get into the first game here, and it's a fun matchup. It's Las Vegas traveling to New England, and the line from BetUS is New England favored by five, over-under of 47.5, but tough situation for Vegas here. They're coming off that emotional win, first home game. Now they're traveling after a short week to New England. We've got Jacobs banged up a little bit. He's questionable with the hip. Darren Waller, who got about 1,000 targets in that game, he's questionable with a knee injury. So what's your initial view of this matchup?
1: Well, you probably heard me say I don't like road teams as much in this in this year's NFL. I mean, they have to go through all these different, you know, uh coronavirus protocols and all this stuff they have to travel the day before they don't have as much recovery time from the travel into the game and they're on a short week here and then you have studs like josh jacobs who didn't even didn't even uh practice on thursday today you know so is he injured is he resting you know did he aggravate the injury so there's a lot of question marks here so it does make you really nervous New now this new england defense isn't as dominant as they were last year so you can't think of them as a complete shutdown defense but Belichick and his guys still are really good at scheming against taking away your best targets. So that's really, uh, you know, for, for for all those things going on, I'm really not liking the Las Vegas Raiders as much, even though they played really good on that Monday night game. So I'm kind of not loving Josh Jacobs. He's priced up now. I mean, J- Jacobs has looked great this year. He's He's very strong, powerful, breaking tackles, eluding rushers, great balance. He's just an excellent runner, but New England will definitely stack the box against them. I don't think New England is scared of Derek Carr because he's really not. He doesn't hit you with the deep throws. He just checks down, and they can play man-to-man coverage with their elite secondary and and handle this uh, this inexperienced uh, wide receiver staff for Vegas. So it's a bad matchup for Vegas in a bad spot, traveling across the country on a short week here. So so I'm pretty much fading the Raiders. Uh, including Darren Waller, even if he plays, I know Waller just absolutely lit it on fire, and he's priced pretty low because his price didn't account for that Monday night blowup he had. Um, but I, I think that they'll scheme against him to, to to limit him his upside in this matchup here. On the New England side, I think it's all about Cam Newton here, uh, just the same way it goes. Uh, he's at home; he doesn't have to travel. Um, they did play, uh, you know, they did. I think they did play the Sunday night game, right? Yeah, but. They they don't have to travel this week and they're going against Vegas who has to travel all the way uh, you know across the country and Cam Newton's just been on fire I mean he's back to his MVP form where he's running the ball a ton and he's uh, looks great in the passing game he looks better than I've seen him in years in terms of passing so I wouldn't mind pairing him up with like a Julian Edelman. And Julian Edelman's getting a lot of even more deeper passes. This is by far his highest A-dot of his career. Uh, so his average depth of target, he's getting deep passes. He's getting over the middle passes. He's passes He's getting run after the catch. And this Vegas secondary is young and inexperienced. So those are the guys that I really like is Cam Newton and stacking him with Julian Edelman. Uh, you can take a look at, uh, you know, in Nikhil Harry. Uh, you know, he's looking a lot better as well as he's a big explosive target uh, to stack him with uh, Cam Newton as well in tournaments. Uh, but, yeah, i got to love Cam Newton because I think he can pass and run the ball against this team. And he's in a good spot in this game. And they're pretty big favorites at five-point favorites here.
0: Yeah, Newton off to a terrific start. Four rushing touchdowns already. One through the air, uh, he, he, he it does make sense to to pair him with Edelman here. Uh, you know, Edelman a little bit banged up after that huge workload, eight catches for 179. So assuming he's back and ready to go, I do like him. We saw Traquan Smith uh, running those crossing patterns against the Raiders, and he was wide open. You know, and that's right where Edelman operates. So you know he could he could be successful in that spot. And then with the backfield. We do need to mention the unfortunate news, of course, with James White losing his dad. He's still questionable with uh, the the personal situation there. So thoughts and prayers out to those guys, that family. He's a terrific guy. Uh, Such a such a sad situation Um, in, in terms of the football side of it. Rex Burkhead stepped up in the last game and he is somebody that I think is worth considering because not only will he get some carries, he got six in the last game. He caught four for forty-seven out of the backfield, and they'll also s- split him out wide uh, in that James White role. So at four thousand on DraftKings, uh, there's a guy you could get uh, some exposure to. We saw how many catches and how much production Alvin Kamara had out of the backfield against the Raiders, and Burkhead is no Kamara, but he, you know, there's a chance he'll get significant volume at a nice price. All right, Shane, game number two. We've got the Rams. Crisscrossing the country again after that trip to Philadelphia, now they're back to play the Bills. Both teams undefeated here at two and zero. Bills are favored by two and a half. Over/under is set at forty-seven. Uh, anyone in this game that you're targeting? You know this is a tough game because I feel like
1: both defenses are playing really good. The Rams defense and uh, Buffalo's a solid defense. Uh, I know the Rams are traveling, but they seem to travel pretty well when they uh, traveled into uh, Philadelphia last week. Uh, it's a pretty close over/under here, but just based off like the matchups and the way these games, uh, like the the way these teams play and their strengths and weaknesses here, there's nothing that stands out to me that's like a great play in this game where I want to attack it. Um, the one thing that I saw that I thought was that could be a potential good play is Cooper Cup on the Rams side. Uh, Buffalo's weak in the in the secondary at the slot corner position. You can beat them down the middle. Um, they're actually Buffalo's pretty solid at uh, covering the tight end so far this year. So I don't know that uh, Tyler Higby is going to be, uh, you know, a huge, you know, have that huge blow up game like he did last week with the three touchdowns. But I think Cooper Cup, if anyone is due for a big game here, and he's got the best matchup, so I can see them putting him in the game plan in a game, uh, one of those games where he has you know, 10 or 11 targets and catches, you know, seven or eight balls for, you know, hopefully around 100 yards. Uh, so he's the only guy I'm looking at. He's in the, you know, $6,000, $7,000 range, uh, decently priced. But there's not a whole lot in this game
0: that I really love. Um, did you have anyone in th- in this game that you liked or you're a little bit different than me or no? Very similar, you know, not thrilled about this game. Cup, I do like the way he's trending. You know, maybe he's got his legs under him. He can go off for one of his patented Eight to ten catches, 100 100 yards plus, and a touchdown. Uh, One stat that jumped out at me, Van Jefferson caught four for 45 last week on five targets. He had as many targets as Robert Woods. Now, I don't think that's going to continue week in and week out. But for a guy that's only 3.1 on DraftKings, not the worst option for PPR. Get some low ownership there. And then on the Bills side, we do have a questionable tag with Zach Moss. And if he's out, then maybe we don't have quite the committee that we've had. And Devin Singletary is somebody you could look at. Last week, he had 10 carries for 56, caught two balls for 20. If he can pick up those Moss touches, he is only 4.9 on DraftKings. And we saw that your boy Miles Sanders had a nice game against the Rams last week. So he's a guy that you could consider, again, at uh, somewhat lower ownership.
1: Yeah, I think so. And, you know, I took a look at Josh Allen And just when I rewatched the game last week, you know, even though they did win, uh, they were down in uh, Miami, he looked pretty sloppy at times, you know, I mean, he tends to have that talent, the rushing ability, and he is a lot more accurate on his deep ball. So it is impressive, but, uh, Miami lost, uh, well, uh, there's top corner there. Uh, they lost uh, Byron Jones early in that game, and that allowed him to exploit them pretty easily. Uh, so I don't I don't know if Josh Allen's going to have that huge ceiling game against Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey and this really tough Rams secondary. So that's why I'm a little nervous about them. And I feel like he against this secondary, he's going to have more of a chance to turn the ball over and make mistakes um, or they're, they're not going to let him off the hook like Miami
0: did. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah. Uh, not predicting 400-plus yards again for him, so <laughs> yeah, probably right. probably looking elsewhere for the quarterback. Uh, the next game has some quarterbacks who've had some success over the years. This is the Texans playing against the Steelers. Steelers are four-point favorites at home, over-under set at 45 for this 1 o'clock kickoff. What are your thoughts on this one? We've got the, the matchup of Watson yeah. and Big Ben.
1: Yeah, I mean... You know my opinion on the Pittsburgh defense. I think they're probably right up there with Baltimore, the most dominant defense. So I don't tend to, I don't tend to target them a lot. <laughs> you know, it has to be a pretty good matchup, pretty good offense. Uh, so I, I don't really like the way Houston's trending here, and it's a little bit hard for me to pick the, any of their players on the road against Pittsburgh here. It's not a great spot for them. So I'm not really in the business of trying to go up against Pittsburgh's defense. I think they're pretty elite all the way around. Um, on the Pittsburgh side, I think that uh, at the quarterback position, I think Big uh, Ben Roethlisberger is a solid play, uh, kind of middle of the road price, and I think that he will definitely be airing it out against a Houston secondary that's pretty weak and beatable. Um, so I do, I, so I do like Big Ben uh, in this game. He, he's uh, you know a pretty good play. Um, I would say uh, you know Deontay uh, Johnson's been his best wide receiver, but Deontay Johnson is probably going to be shadowed by uh, Bradley Roby. And Bradley Roby's been fouling around those little quick, speedy guys like your Tyreek Hills and your Marquise Browns of who they who's they played. And he's been doing pretty good limiting though. So I would probably look to Juju Smith Schuster in the slot to pair him with Big Ben. And I could expect I would expect Juju to have a big game here with a great matchup in the slot. They typically have their safety come into the slot. So they don't really have anyone for Houston that can cover Juju Smith Schuster. So I expect him to have a big game. You compare him with Big Ben and then Big Ben could, you know, hit some deep shots to some of those other guys like Claypool or Washington and, you know, tight ends as well. So I like him here. Uh, I like James Conner. You know, he bounced back last week after all the controversy of people thinking he was out for the year and, you know, people act like he was done for the year after week one. And then all of a sudden he came back and said, hey, I am the bell cow here, basically. Uh, So I like James Conner in this spot, Houston traveling on the road, not really a a dominant defense they're decent but they're going to use him a lot in a bell cow role and if he gets more involved in the passing game this week i do like james connor i don't think he's going to warrant really high ownership because people are still nervous about him so he's another guy uh at uh, at home uh four point favorite you know uh and a decent running back that gets most of the work here so that's kind of the extent of what i'm looking at here you can you could play pittsburgh's defense. Um, But, you know, I respect Houston enough where I don't know that Pittsburgh's going to be my top defense like they normally would be. But, you know, you can definitely play Pittsburgh's defense because Deshaun Watson can take some risk and make a few mistakes here.
0: Excellent. Yeah, I'm with you. I prefer Juju here in terms of the Steelers receivers. And then on the Texans side, uh, point out that Jordan Aikens had another strong game here in the last one. Seven catches for 55. He's a nice price at thirty four hundred. We saw Noah Fant have some success against the Steelers last week, uh, but there is a guy later in this slate who I like a little bit better uh, for tight ends in that price range. So I'm not overly excited about Akins. He'd be more of a, a GPP pivot for me. So, um, like you, I'm not I'm not looking to attack the Steelers defense.
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: All right, Shane. Game four here from the one o'clock kickoffs is a situation where we, we may want to attack a defense in this one. That's the Giants' defense. And uh, the 49ers are coming to town. They are four-point favorites on BetUS. Over-under is only 41.5. That is the lowest one on the board. Um, lots of injury news here on both sides. On the 49ers' side, Jimmy G is questionable. George Kittle, questionable. And then we've got the, uh, the running backs who are out. Mostert and Coleman, so that opens things up for jarek McKinnon and Jeff Wilson. And then on the Giants side, of course, you mentioned the Saquon injury, and so we've had a lot of uh, activity there with the signing of Devonte Freeman. Dion Lewis is there. Gallman is there. So, um, oh, let me not forget uh, Sterling Shepard. He's out as well. So some value yeah. popping up for the Giants receivers. So uh, injuries everywhere. Um, with all that being said here, are you looking to target anyone in this 41 and over under game?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's mostly Jarek McKinnon just because McKinnon, since he's came back from his injury, finally he's healthy – He's looked really explosive uh, in, in all the games here, and now he's pretty much the main guy. I love the fact that he's explosive in the pass game, and he looks good in the run game as well, even though he's not a real big guy. So you got to love the San Francisco running scheme and their, their ability if they get up in this game to be able to attack a, a pretty weak uh, pretty weak front seven for the New York Giants here. So, so even though they're on the road, uh, Jarek McKinnon's pretty much too cheap, and it might be a situation where we just have to eat the chalk on him. And I think he's going to be a pretty solid play. You know, I'd say definitely on DraftKings 4,900, you know, because he's going to catch the ball. You know the only knock on Jared McKinnon is they'll probably bring Jeff Wilson in in the in the red zone and goal line work and he's not going to get that much. But McKinnon's explosive; he can score from farther out too. You know he's a big play guy and he might still get a little bit of work in the red zone. So definitely like Jared Jared McKinnon there. Not really looking at a lot of other 49ers guys on the Giants side. You know I mean if they're going to be down, they're going to have to pass a little bit. Um, and San Fran's pretty banged up. They're not the dominant defense they they were with, you know, with them losing uh, Bosa and Richard Sherman and all the guys they've lost. They lost a couple D linemen. So they're not as dominant as they used to be. So Daniel Jones is kind of like a dark throw deep sleeper. I'm not going to be playing him, but I wouldn't be surprised if Daniel Jones kind of had a back a bounce back game here. Um, Darius Slayton is an interesting name. He's still really cheap, and he he could he could he'll be up against Emmanuel Mosley, who's decent at corner, but he's not like his Richard Sherman, like a shutdown. So I think Slayton has shown that he can beat elite corners or or solid corners uh, with those deep balls and. Daniel Jones will have more time to, to throw the ball deep to guys like Slayton now that uh, this pass rush isn't as leak for San Francisco. So I would take a look at Darius Slayton. Um, you know, I was looking at Golden Tate. His matchup in the slot was still pretty tough. But uh, Golden Tate's a guy you can look at as well. He's good, good up, run after the catchability. And he could he could gash the San Francisco for a couple big plays and kind of come out of nowhere, too, at a real cheap price. So these are more tournament dart throw type guys. But I wouldn't be shocked at all if, if uh, the Giants were competitive in this game. With that passing game, because San Francisco is not really a shutdown defense right now.
0: All right, so I take it you're going to uh, avoid playing that defense, you know, and ignore the numbers on paper with the low total and and San Fran being the favorites because of yeah. those injuries to the defensive line.
1: Yeah, I mean, did, yeah, I mean, Daniel Jones is kind of, you know, he likes to turn the ball over and everything. But I think I think the Giants will score, you know, through, through the passing game mostly. Uh, and you never know. I mean, they have Deion Lewis, who's decent. You know, who knows Wayne Gallman? You know, they, they, they might be able to actually run on the run on uh, the 49ers as well. So I just don't look at the 49ers with all their injuries and then having to travel all the way from San Francisco to New York City. Technically, New Jersey, two weeks in a row, you know, they're already complaining about the field surface and how they don't like it. So I just don't like this game for San Francisco. But Jarek McKinnon's is too cheap and too good of a roll to pass up here. Uh, But I think it'll be a pretty close game. Yeah, it's probably going to be lower scoring. But, you know, the Giants, I think, will be competitive in this game. I'm just not looking to target them a lot.
0: Will you pivot to any of the Giants running backs in a GPP if we get any sort of clarity? Assuming uh, Devontae Freeman... Passes all the protocols and he suits up. Uh, Do you like any of those three running backs?
1: Not really. I think that Dion Lewis is going to get quite a bit of ownership. You know, I mean, he's he's decent, but I just don't feel like he's the, really has that extra. Wake up, sports in, bettors. Uh, you know, sports are in high I gear at BetUS.com.
2: So, so put really down the like beer. Make every sporting event more exciting by putting there, stakes on the line the at BetUS.com. Uh, so I don't remember. Really, Bring right over all your friends. You break in the cash with each week's betting action, but don't settle for any other book.
1: Choose America's favorite sports book with over 25
2: trusted years in the industry. U.S. Yeah. Yeah, Bet U.S. had your game with action on football, golf, baseball, basketball, football. MMA, golf, horse racing, and work, even esports. On- you know, no Freeman's other sportsbook is as welcoming and, the newcomers you know, as BetUS with their um, jaw-dropping and, sign-up bonuses. Sign up today with promo code COACHTALK to enjoy a 125% uh, sign-up bonus so up to $2,000, $2, the giant best in the bids. Create an account to start to. making bets against okay, the spread. So I'm Future bets, the next props bets, entertainment bets, live bets, and more. No other sportsbook in the industry is as committed to their users as BetUS. So sign up now and get in on the winning side of the ball. BetUS.com.
0: And the Titans are the road favorites. Two and a half points. They, of course, come in undefeated against the Vikings, who are 0-2, off to a really rough start. Um, Now, we saw how the Green Bay passing attack was terrific against the Vikings in the opener. So how about a little Titan stack here?
2: Yeah, I a mean, the Titan are...
0: Tannehill very- and Humphreys and Davis, Jonu Smith...
1: Yeah, I mean they're still probably without a, you know, still probably without uh, AJ Brown. Right. Uh, you know, I think Minnesota at home is still competitive. They're still decent. I know they're not as good as they used to be. Um, so I don't, I don't necessarily like Tennessee to blow them out of the water here. I mean they're only two and a half point favorites. So this is nearer really a pick 'em game. Uh, it is a surprisingly high over under. I would probably bet the under on that at 49 and a forty nine and a half. Um, so it really comes down to you know, are you trying to pay it for Derrick Henry? You know, he kind of of burned us last week. You know, we paid up for him. And, uh, you know, I definitely thought he was going to have a good game against Jacksonville, and he was pretty much stymied. And Derrick Henry just, you know, early in the year he doesn't seem – very elusive he's not really breaking that many tackles you know he just doesn't seem to it seems like people just stack the box against him and he's not able to cut loose there um, so I could see the passing game doing better and attacking Minnesota because that's kind of their weakness It's the secondary and they're not as good on the pass rush uh, so I'm not really too high on Derrick Henry but I am hearing that a lot of people are looking to play him because it could be a Derrick Henry blow-up game against Minnesota it's been a weak defense but I just don't know if he's worked paying that type of price around $8,000 for, I, think, you know, John who Smith's in a pretty good spot here again. And obviously he has a huge role with AJ Brown out. So I wouldn't uh, fault you for John U. Smith. I think Minnesota's decent against tight ends though. Uh, so that's something to keep in mind. Corey Davis is in a good spot in that $5,000 range, you know, so he could have another breakout game as well. Uh, as they attack them. And then on the Minnesota side, I mean, I like Adam Thielen here. I'm not too worried about Tennessee secondary and Adam Thielen tends to do really good at home. And Minnesota might be, you know, might actually bounce back and try to get a win in this game. Obviously, they don't want to go 0-3, uh, you know, really bad start to the season. But Minnesota's still a decent team, even though they've been extremely disappointing. So I, I like Adam Thielen. And I don't think a lot of people are going to be on him. You know, I played him last week in a few lineups. He disappointed, but I think he's due for a bounce back here. So I think he's a good guy, good guy to target. Other than that, uh, I'm not going to get a lot of exposure to this game, even though it's a fairly high over-under.
0: Yeah, I think I agree. Thielen's in a nice back uh, bounce back spot. He did get eight targets last week. And the Titans gave up a lot through the air. They gave up 339 passing yards to Jacksonville last week. Uh, so I think Cousins and Thielen could, could do some damage. And then on the Titan side, I do like Tannehill as a GPP option. And pairing him up with Jonu Smith would be the first way I would do. I I, I, you know, I used that pairing last week and cashed with uh, with that tournament build. And you know the, the Vikings did have a down week last week against tight ends as Mo'Ally Cox caught five for 111. And uh, if A.J. Brown is out again then i like like Jonu to get a couple extra targets and potentially pay off. You know, his price has gone up now. I believe he was 4.2 last week on DraftKings. Now he's up to 5.2. So a little bit tougher, but, um, you know, he's certainly in play for me.
1: Yeah, big price increase there, definitely. Yeah. And it was warranted with that huge blow-up game he had. So definitely. definitely.
2: Yeah.
0: All right. Next game, Shane, is the Washington football team against Cleveland. <laughs> Both teams are one and one here. Uh, It's a it's a one o'clock start and Cleveland, the seven point home favorites on BetUS over under sort of in the middle here at 45 and Cleveland coming in with some rest after playing on the Thursday night game last week. So sort of a, you know, middle of the road, uh, pretty hefty uh, favorite here in Cleveland. Will you have some exposure to this game?
1: You know, I don't know if I'm going to have a lot of exposure here. I mean, I, I, I like Terry McLaurin a, a decent amount for the football team here. Uh, Terry McLaurin seems to be pretty matchup proof. And then Cleveland Secondary is actually really good. You know they have some good cover corners, but Terry McLaurin teams, tends to be you know fairly matchup-proof, and they're gonna if they're gonna be down big and pass a lot, he's still reasonably priced at you know 5,900 on DK. So Terry McLaurin's you guys guy you can look at. I don't know if he's a cash play; he's probably more of a tournament play because he does have high upside. Logan Thomas, uh, Cleveland is weak against tight end here, so for the Washington football team, Logan Thomas looks solid, and his price stays really d- down really low on DraftKings at 3,700. You know, he's 4,900 on Fanduel, which is reasonably as well. So I would take another look at Logan Thomas again. You know, he didn't have a blow-up game last week, but he's consistently getting targets, and, you know, someone's got to try to, you know, come back for this team so he could get some garbage time uh, a bunch of garbage time catches and maybe a garbage time touchdown. Even if they are down big, he's in a good spot here. Um, and then on the Cleveland side, you know, I you know I really love Nick Chubb. You know, I, uh, but I think that the Washington front is pretty. Uh, I think their linebackers and their defensive line is pretty is pretty solid against the run, um, and they can limit the upside of Chubb. Even though he's really elusive, he can break tackles. He's really strong. And then even if Cleveland gets up big, they might use Kareem Hunt more as the finisher again. Um, and mix those guys up. So so normally I'm not too worried about it, but I think that in a matchup that doesn't seem great to me, I'm not – I don't know if I'm willing to pay up that much on Nick for Nick Chubb, like he's 7,800 on FanDuel, for example. Um, and, you know, on DK, obviously Kareem Hunt would be the guy. So if you want to look at Kareem Hunt, you know, on DK, is, he's going to get a ton of work in the pass, passing downs here, uh, a ton of catches and get mop-up work. If they're up big in the fourth quarter, then I think Kareem Hunt might be a good play here. Uh, but, you know, when I look at the matchup, Odell Beckham, he's probably going up against Fabian Monroe, who's played pretty good when you pair decent coverage paired with an excellent pass rush for the football team here. You know, it's, it's tough to score a lot of points in the football game here for the football team. So I just like saying football team, you know? Yeah. So, it is. Yeah, so I don't think Cleveland has a great matchup here. I mean, Odell Beckham's very talented and I think he looks great this year, but again, I don't love the matchup. So I, I don't know how much upside he has here, uh, but I could see him maybe beating them, but it's a little bit harder going against that pass rush. So I'm not really that interested in, the, in this game. Just, taking a look at a few players but not a whole lot of interest here
0: yeah I'm not too thrilled about this game it's funny when you mention the Washington football team when you see their name on DraftKings it takes up like the entire screen all these words uh just keeps I,
1: I know I keep seeing WFT and I go what is WFT I have to right. think about in a sec too <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah
0: so <laughs> uh but on the on the Washington side. Uh, you know, McLaurin, I think, makes sense. You could look there as a, as a GPP option. But Logan Thomas, probably the guy I would look at the most. And, uh, you know, let's let's dig into these numbers for a second. You know, last week, the Bengals, uh, they had their tight ends catch 11 balls against Cleveland. Uzama, four for 42. Then Drew Sample, we saw late, gets seven for 45. Uh, so Logan Thomas, who got nine targets last week, even though he only caught four, I think it is a good matchup here and a good price. So he might be my favorite option from this game as a one-off.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've been on Logan Thomas since, like, May. It's been in the springtime right. when I was talking about Logan Thomas. So why yes. not play him in week three when exactly. he's got a great matchup
0: here, right? Yep. You know, we, <laughs> so this is funny. the time. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. All right. Well, speaking of those Bengals, they're in the next game we're going to preview here. They are traveling to Philly to play the Eagles at 1 o'clock. Eagles, the home favorites on BetUS, minus four and a half, over under at 46 and a half. And uh, some significant injury news here, of course. We've got Jalen Rager out with the thumb. We've got uh, Alshon Jeffrey, doubtful. Uh, He just did start practicing again, but not expected to play. So still some value to look at with the Eagles wide receivers potentially. And on the Bengals side, we mentioned those tight ends. Uzama is out. Uh, He hurt his knee. And then uh, Drew Sample stepped up. So I'll just step jump right to the point here. Drew Sample is the guy that I'm excited about. He's 3.5 on DraftKings. He had those seven catches late in the last game. And of course, Tyler Higby last week had three touchdowns against the Eagles. So are you with me with uh, Drew Sample as a value play here?
1: Yeah, I mean, Philadelphia doesn't seem to be that great against uh, tight ends. And Joe Burrow is just really good at hitting those tight ends. He loves those tight ends over the middle, the slot receivers and tight ends. So, yeah, and they, they should be down in this game, I would think. I think the Eagles do bounce back. So I think that's, again, like Logan Thomas, we were talking about just a lot of garbage time uh, production and a lot of check downs at the tight end position and if he can, and if he can get some targets in the red zone which we expect he will uh, then yeah I think that's pretty good uh, because obviously uh, Philadelphia has Darius Slay they you know they have a decent secondary to kind of limit the wide receivers so they'll be looking at those tight ends in a, in a good matchup here they don't really have anyone that's good at guarding tight ends so yeah I think Sample's a good look and he's very low price so it doesn't take up much to, to pay off that value there.
0: Yeah, and I, I'll just mention this passing attack is something we need to keep an eye on. Burrow had 61 attempts in the last game, and A.J. Green had 13 targets. He didn't do much with them. Uh, Boyd had eight targets. He caught seven. Uh, so, you know, they've shown that they're willing to throw it at, at high volume, so we'll keep an eye on that uh, on that passing attack. Now, with the Eagles... Um, you know, we, as we look to attack Cincinnati, we'd like to attack them on the ground. We certainly did that on the showdown slate with Cleveland. Uh, how about your boy here, Miles Sanders? I will I will say right off the top, you were correct last week. You won the bet. He had over 18 and a half touches. He had 23. So it was more his backfield than, than it was a committee. Uh, will you go back to Sanders this week? Yeah, most most likely. I mean, he's at home as, as a home you know home
1: favorite here against a fairly weak you know uh, you know team against the run. And I like how even if Cincinnati's you know decent against the run, I like how Miles Sanders is involved in the passing game. You know, I mean, uh, for uh, Carson Wentz to bounce back, he really needs Miles Sanders' explosive ability, like in the screen game and the short passes. So so the fact that he can do everything, I like how his price is still pretty stable. I'm looking at DK right now sixty four hundred dollars for all the work he does the only issue is now for last year he was or last week he was a little bit lower owned you know uh he was you know it's not that he was super low owned, but you know people were worried about it like we kind of, right. of talked about now this week everyone's going to be on him because they know he's the true bell cow again and he's the true elite guy in, in a good matchup so that's the only problem he's probably going to be the highest owned running back on the entire slate Uh, But other than that, yeah, it might be a situation where you have to eat the chalk here uh, because Miles Sanders is looking really good. Uh, He's a little bit expensive on FanDuel 7,400, but DK at 6,400 is probably uh, too low. So if I had to to choose, I would say he's probably a better play on DraftKings than he is on FanDuel for the most part here, just because there is a scenario where Cincinnati limits their running game uh, and uh, you know you don't get the full point PPR as much points on uh, FanDuel as you do DraftKings in the in the receiving game for Miles Sanders. So, um, and I also think that uh, with uh, Jalen Rager out, uh, you know I think Deshaun Jackson could have, a, have could have a big game here. They probably will put William Jackson on him. But William Jackson's been pretty solid. Um, I think Dallas Goddard is gonna. He had a big game in Week One, and then he disappointed last week. Um, and I think Dallas Goddard is due for a, a, a big bounce back here, and he's still pretty cheap, uh, especially. And I think people won't be on him because there's so much value, and there's and there's and he's so uh, he's he had a disappointing game last week. Uh, so because Jalen Rager's out some of those targets that were going to him because they lost another receiver now are going to go to Dallas Goddard. So I look at Dallas Goddard as again, like, you know, they're always running the 12 personnel, two tight ends on the field. He's like a starting wide receiver who just happens to be really big and happens to be one of the top red zone threats and he's super athletic. So, so I like Dallas Goddard for a bounce back here. And I don't think he's going to be highly owned, which makes me like him even more here. So in this uh, pretty weak matchup, but again, Carson Wentz is kind of going to be aggressive and attacking the Cincinnati defense and uh, look at, you know, and I think they're going to pass probably more than run
0: on them. Okay. Excellent. Good work. Yep. Well, speaking of passing, let's get into the next game. It is Chicago against Atlanta over under 47 and a half Falcons, the three point favorites at home, despite being Oh and two, they had that crushing defeat against Dallas last week bears coming off a close victory over the giants. But, you know, talking about the passing attack here, Dak went for 450 against Atlanta last week. He threw for one and he ran in three, which if Trubisky can do anything like Dak and just be in that same type of mode, then is it time to get some exposure to Trubisky and the Chicago passing attack? (laughs)
1: <laughs> I have to laugh when you say Trubisky, because I don't I don't know if he's quite the same level as
0: Dak in the. Oh, of in the course not. But well, we yeah, know he's no. mobile. And he, well, you know here's
1: mobile. Here, here, yeah, exactly. Now, here's my take on it: that obviously it's a bad matchup, um, and they are, they do have to go on the road, but it's it's I mean it's a really good matchup. You know, I, what I meant to say is Atlanta's a bad defense. Uh, But I don't know if Trubisky's still talented enough to expose him that much like a Dak would or like Russell Wilson did. Who Russell Wilson's, you know, looking like probably one of the best in the league right now. So it's really hard to compare those matchups to this matchup here. Um, so I think Atlanta will get their act together a little bit, but the fact that it's a really good matchup makes me like some of the the targets uh, like uh, you know Allen Robinson makes me like him a little bit better. I think he's still fairly priced, uh, you know, 6,200 on DK, 69 on FanDuel. So so I'll take a look at Allen Robinson. I think he, he's he's going to be in a great matchup here in a good spot, and I think he could have a big game. Um, I think Montgomery for the Bears, the running back, had a you know he had a really big game last week, so he's an interesting play here against going against a weak. Uh, a weak opponent in Atlanta. Uh, so he's 6,100 in FanDuel, at 5,700 in DK. He, he actually had some pass down work last week as well. So Montgomery is kind of an interesting play here. Um, The only problem is if they're if they're down, I don't know how much work he's going to get, if they're going to be able to stick with the run or not there. Um, And then on the Atlanta side, it's kind of it's getting tougher to make these decisions now. Chicago's coming in there. They got a great pass rush and a pretty solid secondary. And now you got Calvin Ridley, you know, priced up on some sites higher than Julio Jones. Julio Jones obviously was a disappointment. I was on him last week and he disappointed uh, Calvin Ridley just is just shredding people every single week you know two touchdowns and over 100 yards every single week Uh, but i think it's a little bit tougher matchup i think matt ryan's going to be under uh, some pretty heavy pressure from the chicago front so it's not going to be quite as easy uh, and Calvin Ridley is priced up quite a bit, so I don't I don't know that I'm going to be on the Cal- Calvin Ridley uh, you know bandwagon again this week. Um, I think H- Hayden Hurst is still pretty cheap though, 4,700 on DK for example. Hayden Hurst is still a good athlete, and I think you can attack the middle of the field against Chicago. Um, and they also play deep and prevent those big plays, which is another reason why I don't like Calvin Ridley as much. Uh, but they will give up some stuff underneath, which is Hayden Hurst at that, you know, hitting them with some of those intermediate passes and to run after the catch ability. I like Hayden Hurst at tight end here. Other than that, you know, because of the tough Chicago defense, I don't think I'm going to be stacking this game or targeting it as much. Uh, maybe you're going to target a little bit more. I think a little bit more.
0: And it is going to be more on the Chicago side. Uh, with Atlanta, I think Hearst, like you said, is worth considering. Ingram had a solid PPR game against Chicago. So that is one area where you can attack them. But, you know, I, I, really am interested in the Bears side here for some GPPs. And I, you know, I know Trubisky is no Dak. He's no Russell Wilson, but he is mobile. You know, he's a lot closer than the, to those guys than the other end of the spectrum, like somebody like Tom Brady. I mean, Trubisky can run. He's willing to run. Uh, so that's that's a a weapon that he has at his disposal, and you know, Alan Robinson, you know, he got nine targets last week, only caught three, but this is a great matchup. And then I want to throw in one uh, long shot here, an under the radar guy, Darnell Mooney, three catches last week for 36 and a touchdown. So that's one way to get exposure to this passing attack against the bad falcons defense and not just stack up Trubisky and robinson like most people will so keep that play in mind if you want to get a little bit different okay all right excellent so uh before we transition to the uh four o'clock games just want to take a quick break here and hear a word from our partners at bet us
2: wake up sports betters Sports are in high gear at BetUS.com, so put down the beer and make every sporting event more exciting by putting stakes on the line at BetUS. Earn bragging rights over your friends as you rake in the cash from each week's betting action. But don't settle for any other book. Choose America's favorite sports book with over 25 trusted years in the industry, BetUS. You need a sports book with integrity and longevity, but more importantly, you need a sports book that pays. BetUS has your game with action on football, baseball, basketball, MMA, golf, horse racing, and even esports. No other sportsbook welcomes newcomers like BetUS with their jaw dropping sign up bonuses. Sign up now with promo code COACHTALK for 125% sign up bonus up to two grand. The best in the biz. Now you have the best book in the business with the best DFS provider in the business, Talk. Create your account to make point spread bets, futures bets, prop bets, entertainment bets, live bets, and more. No other sports book is as committed to their members as BetUS. Sign up now and get in on the winning side of the ball.
0: Okay, welcome back into the show. Certainly hope you'll take advantage of that opportunity. And uh, the other opportunity we have to mention is membership with us where we can give you these lineups. Uh, the 80 per, 81% winning percentage is something we're very proud of, we're excited about. Our members are pumped, which is what it all comes down to for us. That's why we're doing this, uh, to help our members win. So jump in with us as a member at DFSCoachTalk.com. Get a weekly, a monthly, or an annual membership. Or you can do the fall special if your focus is football and this is your big DFS season. And then the nice thing you'll get is you'll get the bonus of our basketball, baseball, and golf lineups Because every package we have at DFS Coach Talk is all access for all of our sports. And we've been crushing it across the board. So, uh, love to have you jump in. All right, Shane, let's get into the 4 o'clock games. First one here is the New York Jets traveling to Indianapolis to play the Colts. And the Colts are the biggest favorite on the board. 11.5 points at home. With an over-under of only 44. And the Jets are off to a rough start at 0-2, and now they've got lots of injuries. I mean, Le'Veon Bell is already out, and now we've got Jamison Crowder doubtful, Perriman doubtful. And what we're left with are skill position players like Gore, Chris Hogan, Braxton Berrios, um, uh, against uh, you know, a Colts defense that's in a pretty solid spot, coming off a nice victory against Minnesota, where they shut them down 28 to 11. So why don't we start with that? Uh, The Colts defense, are they a a defense you're going to target here in week three? Yeah, that's probably one of the one of
1: the main plays I wrote down for here is the Colts defense. So, yeah, you got you got to like them against Sam, Sam Darnold gets a little bit sloppy. You're not really re- worried about anything. They're at home, big favorites. Uh, so yeah, Andy Andy's defense is in a great spot here and they also had the ability to run the ball and keep the other team off the field to limit their uh, ability to score. So they really will control this game here and yeah, the Jets are just looking bad. You know, it just keeps getting worse for them. So between injuries and just being a weak team in general and not having good coaching, yeah, the New York Jets look like they're in trouble here and I don't see anything changing. Um, you know, I'm, t- I'm still trying to decide Jonathan Taylor. I think he's going to be pretty chalky. Um, his price is still reasonable. You know, I love Jonathan Taylor. You know, definitely did good for us last week. So I'm still trying to decide Jonathan Taylor because I do view, uh, the you know, the New York Jets as respectable against the run. I know they gave up some big games, um, but again, it's a small sample size. So. You know, there is a scenario where the Jets limit the limit the uh, running game for the Colts, and Philip Rivers has to pass to win the game. Um, so there is that scenario, but I don't think I'm going to be targeting Phillip Rivers. I mean, you could, he's a guy you could you could take a look at in uh, GPPs, um, but I don't think I'm going to have a lot of exposure just because it's going to be such a lopsided game. They're not going to really have to pass in the fourth quarter, but I'm still a little bit nervous about Jonathan Taylor in going against the Jets defense that I think is decent against the run, but I think that overall they have such an advantage with that offensive line going against the Jets that Jonathan Taylor probably still will hit value. Um, but that's one of the things I'll be digging into to, to try to figure out as we
0: as we finalize our selections. What about you? Are you all in on Jonathan Taylor, or are you slightly nervous? I'm not all in because that price has jumped up. He's 7,000 now on DraftKings, which is still reasonable in this type of uh, matchup. But, uh, you know, I think it'll be a little bit chalky, and I, I don't want to go all in in case Hines gets a touchdown or two again. Uh, I think there's other ways to spend your money, um, so I'll have some exposure to him because I think it is a strong spot, but uh, not not all in on Taylor this week. And uh, I, you know, I think this game is, you know, it's it is a low total. Um, it's hard to predict what's going to happen with the Colts. We've got moving parts, especially here on Thursday. May have some more clarity on Saturday night, but Jack Doyle's questionable. So if he comes back, then he should step back in front of Mo Alley-Cox, but he had a big game, and you know that is a position to look at because uh, San Francisco is very successful against the Jets with the tight end. Jordan Reed had uh, seven catches and two touchdowns. So that's something to monitor. We'll, we'll touch on that on Saturday night. And then with the wide receivers, Paris Campbell out. So uh, T.Y. Hilton, who hasn't quite uh, gotten clicking yet with – Philip Rivers, you know, he's somebody you could look at. And, and then Michael Pittman is a lot cheaper. So, you know, some guys, that is, it's like a, they're kind of dangling the carrot at us here in what should be a successful outing for the Colts. And uh, we'll just keep grinding on that through the week and, and probably finalize our decisions based on that injury news and how our roster comes together.
1: Yeah, I mean, the Colts have a really high – one of the highest implied total with the eleven and a half point favorites, you know. So even though it's a low over under, their implied total is almost twenty eight points. So it makes you want to try to get some Colts exposure. It's just a matter, you know, who you're going to do. I mean, the most obvious choice is through the running back through Jonathan Taylor here. So, uh, but I could see that uh, you know some of these one of these receivers having a big game uh, against a, a secondary that's easy to exploit here. So it might be a, a little bit of a Phillip Rivers breakout here as well.
0: Okay. All right, let's go to the next 4 5 game. It is the winless Panthers 0-2, traveling to play the L.A. Chargers 1-1. Chargers 6.5-point home favorites over under 43.5. And we've got so the unfortunate news with the Chargers quarterbacks. Taylor with that punctured lung, apparently. And Justin Herbert stepped up, threw for over 300 yards. And, uh, you know, good matchup on paper here. The Panthers just got uh, run 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 over and around and through by the Bucks. Uh, so the first the first area I want to ask you about is this Chargers backfield, Eckler and Kelly. Kelly pretty expensive for uh, a secondary back, but what are your thoughts on the Chargers backfield here?
1: Well, Kelly got a lot more carries than Eckler did in early down work uh, last week, and Kelly has it looks a lot. Uh, stronger and more explosive than Eckler does, and and the I mean Eckler's still good, but I think Kelly is more of a traditional running back here, and they like him, so. I could see them getting up big in this game and giving Kelly even more work in the second half, and he's still involved in the first half. So Kelly is a guy that I like in that five thousand dollar range. You know, I think he's a uh, pretty solid play here. I'm going to keep my eye on uh, Justin Jackson because if Justin Jackson comes back, he might get uh, in the mix a little bit. Then it might be a three-headed monster here. So I'm hoping if Justin Jackson's out again, it's making me like Joshua Kelly even more at the price. I think I think he is a good play here against Carolina. Is obviously a weak weak team against the run and a good game script uh, the Chargers should be up pretty big here and run the ball uh, and then also for the Chargers you could take a look at Keenan Allen this could be a breakout spot for him um, if he can sync up with the young guy there and Herbert uh, I think that uh, he could he could definitely uh, have a big game he's still one of the most talented wide receivers in the league and uh, you know Herbert's a little bit better passer obviously than than Terod is and uh, it's a weak secondary. So this is a spot for Keenan Allen. You could probably get him at pretty low ownership. Uh, I see 7,100 on FanDuel, 6,100 on DK there. Um, and then uh, on the Carolina side, I mean, Mike Davis is pretty interesting. Now that McCaffrey's out, it's pretty much Mike Davis's backfield. He's pretty much their main guy. The only question is, are they going to be able to move the ball and do much against a uh, pretty tough uh defensive front for the la chargers here uh but mike davis is a guy that you have to look at he gets he gets passing work and he's a pretty big physical guy in the running game as well and i know he caught eight passes last week he uh you know i don't think they uh you know they're going against the chiefs so it's a little more of a you know playing from behind script you know they took the chiefs all the way to old uh or no i'm sorry yeah i mixed those up with the, the chargers there but anyways the mike davis i think could be a solid play here um and uh, he's he's priced up at $6,000 on FanDuel, 5100 on DK. But he's a guy that I think could still break out, even though he's not in a great game script. It's, he's a, um, But the fact that he catches passes, uh, even though he's on the road as an underdog, the fact he catches passes could ha- allow him to hit value. And if he gets in the end zone, I think he could be a good play here.
0: Yeah, you're right. I mean, it could be a similar game script to uh, Carolina trying to catch up to Tampa last week and him getting those eight catches, which is pretty significant in a game that McCaffrey was in there. So I agree. You could look at him at 5,100 on DraftKings. as just sort of a volume guy who's going to get enough touches that, uh, you know, very good chance to pay off value, even if he's not running it, you know, big chunks every time he touches it. So, uh, all right, let's go to the next one. And it's your squad, the Detroit Lions. Uh, You all can follow Shane on Twitter at DET Sports Shane. He is the Detroit sportsman and the Lions expert. So give him a follow there. Uh, while you're at it, you can find me at Language Olympic, And you can find all of us at DFS Coach Talk. And Joe Sarvati, the coach, you can find him at J O E S A R V A D I. So we'd love to interact with you more on Twitter. Look forward to chatting with you there. So, Shane, uh, this is your squad here 0 2. We know they had the very tough loss to the Bears. And now they go to play Arizona, who's 2-0. and They are the six-point favorites, but big over-under here, 55. So tell us about the Lions. Are we going to get some of your Lions into our lineups?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think Kenny Galladay is on big on track to play this week. You know, he's practicing now, and that's really the big news. When you get that number one receiver back, and you got a desperate Lions team that's been very disappointing. They're going to open up this offense and, and, and sling the ball around, which is why Vegas hasn't been a high implied over, over under a high implied total here. So this is going to be a nice shootout game. I think it's going to be fast paced. Uh, a lot of uh, passing in the aerial attack with a lot of talented receivers and two really good kind of gunslinger uh, quarterbacks here. Uh, Obviously, Stafford being a true pocket passer where, uh, you know, where uh, Kyler Murray's been causing people issues really in the run game. Uh, But yeah, I like Stafford in this game here. Uh, He's pretty reasonably priced, you know, on both sites and he's due for a high volume, you know, blow up game here with all his weapons back now. Uh, And I don't think he's going to be highly owned. Um, So this is a good spot for him. Even if they are getting blown out, you know, he's going to have that garbage time production. When they played Arizona last year, he had a big game and it was a pretty, you know, game went to overtime. It was a pretty high scoring game. Uh, So I think it's a great spot for Stafford. Uh, I think you can take a look at Galladay. A lot of people aren't going to want to be paying up that much for him um his price is still pretty expensive as this is his first game all year um but i think he could have a blow up game right away uh, i'm not worried about patrick peterson i think he's kind of past its prime his prime here so i think it's a good matchup in this spot um same thing goes for marvin jones not worried about the matchup there and i think marvin jones he's been disappointing as well he could have a blow up game so i really like the outside receivers there for detroit and pairing them with stafford um, and then DeAndre Swift, the Lions running back, is going to get more and more work each week. He slowly was acclimated with the shortened offseason, and I think he's due for a big game here. They're going to get him the ball. He's their most explosive running back by far, specifically in the passing game. So if you're looking at a site like DraftKings at $5,000, he's not going to be that highly owned. He's the type of guy that can take down a tournament, type of guy that could get you know six, six or seven catches, uh, receiving yards and a couple touchdowns and still do a little work in the in the running game as well so he's kind of a sneaky play here in this wide open fast-paced game um, and then of course on the Arizona side it's you know Kyler Murray's going to be I think pretty chalky you know really outside of um, the guys in the Dallas Seattle game I think Kyler Murray's going to warrant the highest ownership going against the Lions who haven't played good at all who've been uh, you know they've been, have, have really been getting torched on defense uh, Kyler Murray's just been amazing as a runner. He's just so quick and so fast that no one can really catch him. I think the, the Lions will put a spy on him and try to limit limit his running ability there. Um, and then uh, we'll have to wait and see if Desmond Trufant will come back for the Lions, whether he can cover uh, DeAndre Hopkins or try to limit DeAndre Hopkins. But, you know, I think the Lions are going to game plan specifically to try to take DeAndre Hopkins out of the game and try to limit Kyler Murray here. And, uh, you know, so I think the Lions can limit the upside of the Arizona offense. But at the same time, Arizona is going to get theirs. Um, they have a huge implied total and they're big favorites here at six point favorites. So so DeAndre Hopkins is in play. It's just a matter of if you want to pay up for them. Um, but keep in mind, keep in mind when the Lions played uh, the Packers, even before Devontae Adams went out injured, they did have a pretty good game plan limiting his upside after he just had a huge week first week. So I feel like they're going to use all their uh, their safeties three safety uh, packages and really put a lot of pressure on Hopkins and make him. and then you can take a look at Kenyon Drake I don't think he's been that impressive when I watched him this year but he's still pretty cheap and he does have those big breakout games and you've seen Aaron Jones just absolutely annihilate the Lions and yes. go for that huge game and put on his stunner shades on the you know on the sideline there's gold shades so yeah he earned those shades that game I mean he just completely gashed us in every aspect uh for the Lions there so I think if you feel like uh you can have a similar game from Drake then he's a guy that can it, uh, is, it would be good in DFS this week. So, yeah, so it's looking like an exciting high-scoring game back and forth. And uh, there, there should definitely be some fantasy production in this type of game.
0: Yeah, I like Kenyon Drake, the, the spot he's in. Like you said, Aaron Jones just gashed them. 168, two touchdowns. He also caught four for 68 in a score. So uh, good spot there for Drake. And uh, appreciate that injury report, report from you. I didn't even have to look it up. I knew you would tell, give us the latest on Galladay and break it down for us as our Detroit uh, Tide, uh, Detroit Lions man. Uh, speaking of the NFC North chain, uh, longtime friend of mine is a uh, Bears season ticket holder, and he just checked in with me. and He uh, just want to go back to the Bears here for a second. Uh, he endorses our Darnell Mooney GPP play. Yeah, he, oh, he likes. Nice. Yeah, he likes the chemistry early between Trubisky and Mooney. So uh, keep that keep that in mind uh, as you're, you're filling out the lineup and you're building a GPP. That's
1: definitely a large field, multi-mass entry yes. type play. If you're trying to exactly. get an edge and you're going up against a couple hundred thousand people, That's that right. would be a nice low ownership guy to, to create an advantage there. Because, yeah, I... I've- I have heard that he's one of the main receivers now, and I'm like, uh, you know, haven't haven't really studied him that much. But yeah, that that's the type that could that could take down a big tournament for you.
0: Absolutely. Play. Yeah. All right, Shane. Two games left. We're going to another 4:25 kickoff. This one is Tampa against the Broncos. Uh, Tampa, the road favorites, is by six points. Over/under set at 43 and a half. And uh, the Broncos are in a bit of a tough spot here with. Drew Locke being injured, but Driscoll was decent last week—256 yards, uh, two touchdowns, and an interception—and he's going up against this Bucks defense that just gave up 367 yards passing to Bridgewater. Um, and I know there's a lot of, you know, a lot of good options for quarterbacks here, but I just wanted to ask you about this Broncos passing attack because I think most people are going to avoid it with Driscoll, um, but with Sutton out. You know, we do have opportunities for, for Judy and K.J. Hamler, who's only 3,000 on DraftKings. Is it worth a look at one of those guys in a GPP?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think uh, Jerry Judy is is an is a instant star here, and he I think he is due for a breakout. You know, he's had some decent games, but he hasn't quite. Uh, I don't believe he scored a touchdown yet. So I think Jerry Judy, he is the man here um and they probably are going to be down in a game script where they have to throw a little bit more and yeah driscoll has accuracy issues at, at sometimes but at some sometimes he looks really good with his throws and sometimes he's just way off so if he can if he can get his accuracy and his mechanics down uh driscoll's also a threat in the running game he's kind of a tall long strider really fast, you know, pretty strong athlete though. So he can gash you in the uh, running game. I'd say similar to like a Josh Allen. Um, it's just a matter of if he can hit his accuracy and hit his receivers here. But I could see him having some pretty good uh, rapport with Jerry, Ju- Jerry Judy. Um, and I, that's the play I like the most. I don't know if I'm going to go as deep as some of those other uh, secondary uh, receivers there. I mean, you can look at, you know, Noah Fant, because uh, just because he doesn't he doesn't need that uh, long of a pass to take it to the house because of his speed and uh, you know elusiveness ability to break tackles so Noah Fant could get some of those tight end screens and get in the mix there and then I think Melvin Gordon uh, you know is pretty much the main guy for them it's just you don't really like the matchup against Tampa Bay but Melvin Gordon could do some really good work in the passing game here and uh, and really get Tampa Bay in the passing game and get a lot of garbage time points here as well so Mark, Melvin Gordon is a decent player if you want someone for ship. Um, and then on the Tampa Bay side, you know, I'm not really looking at, uh, you know, a ton of their players. I mean, I think Chris Godwin, if he comes back healthy, could be really interesting here. Uh, Tom Brady, uh, kind of burnt me last week because he, he, uh, you know, he had a lot of guys drop passes in the end zone. He was pretty close to scoring a couple touchdowns. And then when they got into the red zone, uh, the running backs were pretty much scoring all the touchdowns. So so Tom, I think Tom Brady will be okay here, but he's not a top play. But, yeah, you can still look at their receivers like Godwin. And then Leonard Fournette looked really good. So if he continues to get work and more and more work here, uh, he's in a pretty good spot here as well, and he's pretty cheap. Uh, so I, I do like Leonard Fournette. But I don't think I'm going to gain have a lot of exposure to this game um, just because Tampa Bay does have to go on the road today. And, her, and it's a pretty low over under it's not a really good game game environment for fantasy points so could get a little exposure but not a lot here
0: yeah i'm with you i, I you know, probably won't get much exposure here probably a one-off at most um you, you have good breakdown on the broncos on the tampa side you know the running backs ended up with some good numbers because Fournette ran in two last week jones ran in one and we know that uh, connor had a good week against the broncos last week but those guys are, you know, they split carries. They're they're priced up a little bit. So I'm probably not going to get involved with that backfield and probably save some money here for the last game, which is yeah. likely to be high scoring. It's an exciting way to finish this slate for a week three. It's the Cowboys and the Seahawks. And the Seahawks are the five-point favorites, but these over-under set at 56. So we get uh, Cowboys coming off that tremendous comeback. And the Seahawks, uh, you know, nail-biter against New England with that tackle of of Newton at the goal line on the last play. So, you know, coming in as a great matchup, uh, high total. Uh, So where are you looking to get some exposure to this game?
1: Yeah, I mean, Russell Wilson's probably the main guy. You know, I, I got to check the report on Demarcus Lawrence for uh, the Cowboys because I've heard reports that he was injured. And I got to see if he's trending more towards out or not. So that's one of the things we'll keep our eye out. So I look at the Cowboys already banged up in the secondary. They're weak in the secondary. If they're if their pass rush is even more weak, if they lose their top pass rusher, it makes me like Russell Wilson even more. So, yeah, mostly on Russell Wilson. I like Tyler Lockett. Uh, probably a little over D.K. Metcalf. I know D.K. Metcalf went up against Gilmore and torched him for a long touchdown in prime time. And it was impressive. But I think just overall route running and uh, consistency, I like Tyler Lockett. There's no one that can cover him in the slot here. Um, So I like Tyler Lockett. But yeah, definitely, I like Tyler Lockett and D.K. Metcalf. uh, No surprise there. And uh, on the Cowboys side, I feel like Ezekiel Elliott's a little bit expensive for me. At, you know, $9,000 on FanDuel, I know it's a great game, and he's been heavily involved in the passing game and getting a lot of the work here, Um, but I think Seattle's decent enough to limit Elliott, where he doesn't have a big game, and I think it's going to be a game where Dak's going to have to pass a lot, get a lot of passing volume. So, so I think Dak's a good play, and I do like him with uh, Amari Cooper. And, and then I do like CeeDee lamb the rookie here as well um, so it's pretty much the main guys that everyone you know knows about this is going to be super highly owned game a really chalky plays here um, you almost have to have some exposure to this game it's kind of hard to fade it because of the, the game environment and both defenses are a little bit vulnerable in the secondary and they have elite uh, wide receiver, you know, catchers, and they have really good quarterbacks here. Two mobile quarterbacks who can do a ton of damage here uh, with good schemes and everything. So yeah, it's it's it, this game is it's fairly obvious here. Um, is there anything that you're seeing that that I haven't mentioned besides the obvious stuff that I mentioned here?
0: No, I'll just follow up and zero in on on the plays that I like the most, which are also Russell Wilson and Lockett. You know, I like Lockett over Metcalf here. We've seen what. Robert Woods did in the slot against the Cowboys, and then Ridley, you know, very productive running those patterns that that Lockett will run. So I, I like him a lot here. And then if you're going to run it back on the other side, I think Lamb is my favorite here. Um, you know, nice price savings from Cooper. Uh, so that's where I'm going to start if I'm going to get a mini game stack here.
1: Okay. Sounds good, but yeah, it's going to be an important game. It kind of reminds you if you're playing an NBA slate and you think you're in good shape, and the West Coast games are just loaded with fast-paced, high-scoring environments. Right. And you know you're going to go up against that chalky game there that you have to have exposure to. Like it reminds me of that. Like it's that game is just lingering there, and if you don't have exposure, unless something crazy happens, you're going to be in trouble if you don't have exposure to it. That's kind of what it's feeling like here.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, this is the highest total on the slate, and so regardless of when it it kicks off. It's just a juicy opportunity, so we'll definitely have some exposure to it. And we do invite you to come join us so you can get those final lineups. Just jump in with us as a member at DFSCoachTalk.com. We'll get you into our Discord and we'll get you those lineups. Uh, Cash lineup, GPP lineup on FanDuel, the Coach's Clipboard on DraftKings, and the full Yahoo lineups as well. Uh, Growing community, uh, really fun knowledgeable members. Uh, We're always sharing information with each other, so we'd love to have you join us. Uh, Social media, once again, DFS Coach Talk on Twitter, on YouTube. Please hit that Like button and subscribe so you get a notification for our videos. Next one, in terms of NFL, will be up late Saturday night. That'll be our final preview for the Sunday slate. We go position by position on that one. And later tonight, Thursday night, late we'll have our next NBA podcast up for the Friday night matchup between the Celtics and the Heat so be sure to tune in to that I want to thank our presenting sponsors again betus.com.pa use that promo code coachtalk and go take advantage of all the wonderful uh, offerings that they have at betus.com.pa uh, charity of choice here mambaon3.org m a m b a o n t h R-E-E Mr. Caldwell, any final words here? No, I think
1: this is going to be a great slate. There's a lot of interesting plays, a lot of really good games here, and uh, there's still a lot of research to be done and a lot of injury news to be to be looked at here, uh, and there's going to be some crucial decisions. So definitely go to DFSCoachTalk.com and join us. You're going to want to get in on this NFL action. Uh, as we're looking to have a huge week in NFL here for this week three slate.
0: That's right. We're going to see if we're going to. Take that 81% winning percentage so far and get it even higher. So uh, thank you for all of your support. Thank you for tuning in today. On behalf of Shane Caldwell and the rest of the DFS Coach Talk team, I am Andrew Hansen and please be sure to tune in again next time as we look to crush it in DFS.